Welcome to Co-Designed, a podcast looking at teaching, learning, and the student experience on the Manchester campus of Southern New Hampshire University. Co-Designed is brought to you by the Center for Teaching and Learning. For more information or for any questions, please contact Lynn Murray Chandler at ctl.snhu.edu. Today's original co-designed theme music is Chill Vibe, an original composition written and recorded by Madison Blazjowski, a sport management major from Old Weathersfield, Connecticut. This episode of Co-Designed looks at the upcoming Undergraduate Research Day held on Wednesday, April 5th at Southern New Hampshire University. The episode features host Amanda Goyette interviewing Dr. Katie Durier, Director of Research, and students Abigail Landry and Devin Pouliot. Hello, everybody. My name is Amanda Goyette. Welcome to the Co-Design Podcast, and I'm here with... Hi, I'm Dr. Katie Durier. I'm the Director of Undergraduate Research. I'm Abigail Landry. I'm a psychology major here at SNU. I'm a senior. Hello, I'm Devin Pouliot, and I'm the Graduate Assistant at the University's Honors Program. Today we're going to be talking about Undergraduate Research Day, and what I want to start off with is, what is it? All right, so I'll take that one to start. So Undergraduate Research Day is April 5th this year. It's the first Wednesday of April, and it's an opportunity to share your work um, on a research project you've been working on for a semester, a year. Uh, It could be take a variety of forms, but you essentially have an opportunity to go deeper into a subject that you're passionate about. So you can choose to do a poster presentation, you can do an oral presentation, or you could display a creative work, for example. We're pretty open in terms of the different ways you can share your work and pretty open in terms of what type of projects we accept as well. But it's an opportunity to share with your peers, with the whole SNU community, And also you get a line for your CV or resume, your abstract gets archived, so you get a direct link to your work that you can put right on your resume and share with potential employers. That's awesome. So obviously that has some future benefits as well. It's not just something that you do for school. It's not just a project like that only counts for a grade. This is something more than that. Exactly. Yeah, it could lead you to graduate school, eventually professional school, or to attract an employer as well. Exactly. So why else would someone want to participate in Undergraduate Research Day? As a scientist, I like to think that we would do it just to share knowledge. Um, So that's the less tangible. The more tangible is, like I said, you get the line for your CV or resume. You also get a certificate and a cord to wear at graduation. So you get a fancy little cord to decorate your regalia at graduation. Um, So a lot of lines to add to your CV and resume and just fun, fun stuff, swag as well. I would also say that it's, from my perspective, being someone who has gone through undergraduate research day and completed a thesis that I presented to people, it's also a way not only to share information, but also to change people's perspectives on different things. I mean, my thesis and my presentation was all about how the different forms of media we as a society, and not just American society like the United States, but also overseas, such as the United Kingdom, you have China, you have Israel, and even Iran, how that type of media is presented to people can actually alter our perceptions about 
uh, our service members and people within the military, uh, whether they are active or whether they are veterans, and how that actual perception can uh, negatively impact them, such as looking at video games like Call of Duty and how that provides the association of stoicism and extreme sorts of bravery that makes us not realize that our service members are actually people. On the inside, they are not machines. They are not these people who are going around completing all these missions and stuff. Well, some may. Mm -hmm. It is not the entire branch of what service members do. And that can actually lead to negative associations, which can lead to detrimental mental health effects at the same time. And I know that you said you've been researching this for four years now, correct? Yes, that's correct. And what has been like the biggest challenge that you faced throughout this? Biggest challenge for me facing this is wanting to do justice for the for our service members and making sure that I have the information correct because the last thing that I want to do is to negatively impact or to hurt people with the work I am doing. It, my work is all about trying to make people in everyday life who may not know about this because it is not it's not people's fault that they do not understand that, say, looking at video games, looking at movies, and looking at how these different ideas of stoicism and like extreme bravery and other, other factors like that can lead to very negative mental health effects on our service members because of just cultural stigma, that's not their fault. That's not anyone's fault for not understanding that because it's just perpetuated throughout culture and throughout our society. So I want to make sure that people are aware of that and that I do all that research justice when I'm telling stories uh, for these veterans and for our service members so that way can make it so there's less of a stigma towards mental health. My great-grandfather fought in World War II. He was in the Battle of the Bulge, and that's another reason why I completed this research, and it's another reason why this is important to me, because he suffered from PTSD but never told anyone about it. He didn't like to, and I think it's partially because of this perpetuated idea and cultural stigma against mental health. So that's another reason why this is just so important for me to, for people to understand. How did you choose to present this information at Undergraduate Research Day? Being a communications student uh, in my undergrad, I decided to write up an entire newspaper myself. So what I did was I took all the research I had and I split it up into different sections. So I didn't just look at say video games and like movies, I kind of split it up into, okay, let's look at augmented reality and virtual reality as one topic that we're gonna look at, because that is becoming more prevalent, it's gonna become a bigger issue as time goes on, because we don't understand the impact that it can have, uh, whether negative or positive, on like military service members, also just general population. Um, so some of the research I did for that was looking at how augmented reality and virtual reality can be used to actually help service members that suffer from PTSD and can help limit the impact of uh, that mental illness. At the same time then, part of my research was also going and speaking to veterans themselves. And it wasn't to use that information to make you know, conclusions about things, but it was to just talk to them about their own experiences being in the military and get their ideas on how they thought that culture could impact, essentially looking at how what they thought about my research and then how what I research if they notice anything about that in their time in the military. I know this is your first time participating in this so I just want you to talk a little bit about like what you're doing right now to work towards this. Yes so right now I just finished gathering uh, the research I needed through a survey 
Um, I surveyed students who have education in social media studies, so like taking a social media class or another class that covered that topic. Uh, if they were a psychology major or an honor student, I also wanted to hear about their experiences, how they use social media, what social media platforms they use, how long they're spending on it, if they think they need to fix or use social media in a different way. And then at the end I asked some questions on like if they needed help or think that they needed help, how would they like that, like a video, a class, or a manual. Um, and then I got the results in and a lot of people said it to be literature so they can like refer back to it. And so I'm going to write a basically a manual with it. So it's going to be one paper. It's going to be a combination of this is how you can make prevent preventative measures to stop social media addiction. And then this is what I found in my own research to prove that this could be like this is needed. So as of now I'm thinking of doing a poster presentation. I've never been to undergraduate research day. I've only heard of it. Even though multiple times I've wanted to go, there was con conflicts, so I couldn't attend. But that makes it all the more exciting for me. So I'm really excited to share this passion with other people. I finally get to talk, talk about it to a whole group. <laughs> I also feel like the research that you're doing is just so applicable to today's society with how social media is basically like taking over like people's lives, if you let it. Yeah. I don't want to make a statement that's saying that it does, but it's it does for a lot of people. And I think your research can definitely help people figure out like where they're at and how they can get away from it if it's too much for them. That's certainly the goal. <laughs> that's amazing. And I also did want to ask one qu more question about what is your role with Undergraduate Research Day? As a director, I'm kind of the point person for organizing the day of undergraduate research day. So there'll be uh, a poster session, usually that's in the afternoon. And as Devin was mentioning earlier, you'll stand by your poster for about 75 minutes and address questions. If you choose to do more of an oral presentation, like so then you would give maybe a 10 minute presentation with questions after. Um, and we'll have these all throughout the day. So you, you're encouraged to do yours, but then also attend your peers if you have time and see what they're doing. Or if you're not even presenting, but you're thinking about it for next year, you could come and see the posters, come to a session if you can. And then for those who presented in one way or another, in the afternoon we have a ceremony where we celebrate your work. So you're given those certificates, you're given those cords, and um, there's refreshments. You're encouraged to invite your mentor or your family, uh, a significant other, whomever you like to this. And uh, it's really just a celebration of everything did throughout the year. Knowing about this now, it's definitely something that people should go and attend. I feel like you, you can learn that. a lot from attending this. And even for myself, uh, before we even had this conversation, I barely knew what this was. And I think it's really important that we create some awareness about it. I love that. Yeah. I totally agree. And it's all day. So that Wednesday, April 5th, it starts at 8 and goes pretty much until 2 o'clock or later. We're still working on the exact schedule. But even if you can only join for one class period or half a class period, 
try to come in and see in that way. If you can't do it this year, there's always next year. Mm -hmm. I also think that maybe part of the reason for why you didn't know much about what's going on too is because the na in the name research might make people mm -hmm. more adverse to it because they might think it is just something only for math and science students like mm -hmm. they're actually doing this hardcore research like psychology students as well but I was a communication student and I still presented at this for something that has that had a little bit of relation but was not related really at all to science itself and I think that's something that people should understand is that this is not just something where you have science majors or math ma mathematics majors or even uh, education majors that are going in and presenting the research they've done for say like their setting up their classrooms, classroom plans, or research they've done into psychology. All great and important things to research and to understand, especially for future youth and for future understanding going forward. But also that there's anyone can be a part of this and anyone can do research that can go into this. And it, it's just so fascinating seeing there's so many different projects that come together at the end of this and just you get to see it all. I mean, when it was during the poster presentation that I was at, just looking out, I saw education, I saw psychology, I saw math, I saw business plans being put up on posters for people to come around, walk around and see, and it was amazing just to see that it wasn't just one specific avenue that people could take for like psychology research or sociology or anything like that. It was just everyone could be a part of this. And I think that's the what people really need to understand and that they should indeed get involved because it's just so open and welcoming and I don't think they recognize that. I agree. I definitely think it's important that we break that stigma that it's not just math or science. It can be literally anything. Yeah. Looks good on anyone's resume. <laughs> Given all this information, how can students get involved in this undergraduate research day? We have a pretty extensive SNU website. So if you just Google SNU undergrad research, it's linked through the library's website. And you'll find a lot of information on there. But the main first step is finding a mentor. So actually, maybe we could hear a little bit about how you guys found a mentor, but in general, what I would encourage people to do is if you have a topic you're passionate about, um, you could approach your professor and ask them if they'd be willing to support you and mentor you. We also can help you find a mentor as well. So if you want to reach out to me, I'm happy to line that up. But that's generally the first step. We'd like every project to have either a professor or it could be a staff person. It could be somebody you work with if it's something you're doing at work as well, but somebody who could act as your mentor. And then um, once you have that mentor, you would submit an abstract to Undergrad Research Day. And the deadline for that is March 3rd. So we still have about a month, still some time, but if you were interested for this year, definitely you'd wanna start working on finding your mentor soon. And what advice would you give to teachers on getting their students involved? For teachers, I would say we have a lot of ways that you can involve your students. If you do wanna do a more one-on-one -on -one project, then I would encourage you to advertise those projects in your classes, or of course, they're always welcome to come to me and I can spread the word. Um, and those are always great. You can really go more in depth into a project you're passionate about, or you could encourage students in your classes to do a research project. So you could actually make it part of your syllabus, part of the curriculum, and then it's a, a nice venue for them to share their work with not only the class, but the whole SNU community. So for that, you could come up with a project of your own design that works for your class, or we have case studies every year, which are organized around the theme. So those are kind of scaffolded out a bit so that they could 
embed them into a class but make them their own as well. And this year, the theme is about conflict and collaboration in general. So we have two major case studies, one that's more about environmental conflict and one that's more about human-human conflict. So it has sort of political and socio-political connotations to it. And I want you guys to now talk about what you mentioned about the mentor and how you found a mentor and how they were able to help you throughout this experience. So, so far, I'm two-thirds of the way there. <laughs> it's going very well so far on my end. So basically, I needed somebody who had the outreach and the knowledge on social media, and who else better than JB on that? Um, and I really liked seeing how we've grown together over the IRB process. Uh, so I just feel like he's really down to earth. I can contact him anytime, and we have that great bond over our love for social media. That's awesome. And you? So for me, I did something a little bit more unorthodox, I guess is the great, the best word to use for that. Since I was a communication student and my thesis dealt with psychology a lot too, as well as, like I said, I wrote a newspaper, so it dealt with journalism at the same time. I knew I would need to have those two areas uh, covered for a faculty mentor, so I got approved to get two faculty mentors where one would be the main one and then I would have more like a secondary one who would kind of still support but um, it would have that first one be more who would be on the paperwork would be looking over everything so I actually chose Dr. Corbo in the psychology department to be my faculty mentor through his connections with uh, his experience with uh, VAs in his past as well as his just experience with psychology I knew that he would be a good choice for me I've also worked been in his class before, so um, I felt more a lot more comfortable being his, uh, asking him to be my faculty mentor. And then, in terms of journalism, I asked JB because he had he's the one who got me involved in journalism when I was a first year student here. Uh, I joined the Penman Press because of him, and I learned a lot about journalism, a lot about communication, and overall a lot about just how to become a more better like interviewer and writer due to all of his experience and all of his time and effort he put into helping me. So I wanted him to also be a part of this because I knew he would always be there to help as well and provide some advice. And that's kind of the process that I went through. And I had an absolute blast working with the both of them. They helped me out so much with everything. And at the end of the day, I was able to create a complete newspaper and um, I was able to present it to everyone. It was probably the proudest thing I've done during my time here at SNOW. That truly is amazing, honestly. And I think the work that both of you have done and are doing is going to be impactful in one way or another. And I honestly just want to thank you guys all for being here today and talking about your experiences and creating awareness about this amazing event. You've been listening to the co-designed episode featuring Undergrad Research Day, taking place on Wednesday, April 5th, 2023 at Southern New Hampshire University. Thanks for listening.